Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Rebeti, the Pirkei Avos Learning, the show where we talk a mission of Pirkei Avos per day with sagely commentary and practical advice to say we're in chapter 3. We're hopefully now going to be around halfway through the series once we get through chapter 3 because there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 so then we'll probably take a hiatus coming up soon probably for winter break in a couple of weeks or so a couple of months and we're going to start off chapter 3 Mishnah 1 which is Gimel Aleph with the wonderful help of the beautiful commentary of Rabbeinu Yonah and there's this introductory Mishnah we have to say before we begin the chapter Kol Yisrael Haba all of Israel has a portion in the world to come. Shanemar, as it says, Ve'amech kulam sadikim. Your people are all righteous. This comes from Yeshaya. Le'olam yirshu aretz. They shall inherit the land forever. Netzer mata'ai. A sapling of my planting. Ma'aseyadai lehispa'ir. My handiwork in which to glory, in which to take pride. Everyone has that ability to grab the land. Everyone has that ability to to go and to be involved and to participate in the world and to get anything they can from the world. Hopefully Torah, Mitzvahs, and Chesed realize that we have the ability to take things from the world, make sure we're taking the right things and giving the right things to the world. So here, Akavya ben Mahalo Omer in Mishnah 1 of chapter 3, Look at three things and you will not come to sin. Think about where you come from. You think you're so great. You think you're so grandiose. You think you're all that and you're such a wonderful person. You come from a tiny seed, a tiny drop, a tiny egg. What are you talking about? You're just dust and ashes. You're going to go to dust and ashes, but you come from nothing. Why do you think you're so great? You come from something so little. So think about where you come from. Well, Anatahalech and where you are going. And also I would say, where do you come from? Not just the physical nature of how we are created formed and born but where do you come from who were your ancestors before you there's so many much greater people that came before you how could you think you're anything there was a Moshe there was an Avraham and a Yitzchak and a Yaakov and there was a Yosef and there was a Moshe and an Aaron there was a David and a Shlomo there were all the great Tanaim and Amaram and who do you think you are think where you come from who is in our history who are our ancestors who is in our lineage before us how could you think you're great at all when all these people come before you and think about where you're going you're going Going to the grave after 120 years, you're going to be in the ground. There's going to be so many more people that rise up on the earth after you. There's going to be so many descendants and many, maybe many, many of them will be much greater than you. How could you think that you're so great? Think where you're going. Know before whom you will give a reckoning and an accounting. You're going to be held accountable for everything you did in your entire life for 120 years. Hashem is going to metaphorically or maybe literally show you a video of your whole life. Why did you do that? Why did you do this? And you can't deny it because you're going to see yourself. You're going to be on screen in front of everybody. And He's going to ask you all those questions. Did you try to have children? Did you wait for the Mashiach? Did you do everything in in business properly? And, and did you make time for Torah study? And did you live up to your own name? Different questions you're going to be asked after 120 years. So may I in Basa, where did you come from? Me tipa srucha, from a putrid drop, from a nothing, a little nothing you came from. Well, Anatolech, where are you going? Lamakom afar varima vasoleya. You're going to a place of dust, worms, and maggots. A place of 
total mundanity, total debasedness of the dust of the earth. Where are you going? Who are you going to give accounting in front of, in front of the future? You'll be giving an accounting before the King of all kings, the Holy One, blessed is He. So know where you came from. Rabbi Yonah points out to us, when you look at where you came from, the very thought of it will make you humble and save you from pride, as it says, any proud person is an abomination to God. That comes from Mishlei. Where are you going? To dust, worms, and maggots. Rabbi Yonah points out, when you consider your destination, you will have no desire for worldly delights and pleasures, because they are all nothing. You're working for the worms. Money and prestige will be meaningless to you. You will find materialism to be nonsense. For everything is futility and bother, Kohalas points out. This topic is the theme of Shlomo Melch's Kohalas. He began with the words vanity, vanity, says Kohalas in the beginning, describing the meaningless futility of earthly pleasures and acquisitions. After defining it all as empty vanity, he concludes the sum of the matter when all has been heard is to fear God and keep his commandments for this is man's entire purpose. It would be very wise very important and very basic to our lives and our being to keep this in mind. The sum of the matter, the main thing to do is to fear Hashem, to keep His commandments, do tzedakah, do chesed, do mitzvot, and Torah learning. That is our entire purpose. Who are you going to give a reckoning and accounting to? All human beings, Rabbi Yonah points out, and all creatures were created solely to fear God. Kohalas points out, how can you possibly sin if you consider before whom you will present your ultimate accounting? Even worse than the punishments and trials you will suffer for your sins will be the terrible, incomparable humiliation you will endure because of them. We may compare this to a mortal king. If you enter the king's presence and are discovered to have cheated or lied, the disgrace is enormous. When you face the king of kings, the holy one, blessed be he, how much greater is the disgrace? God forbid. The humiliation of the soul when it stands alone after death, stripped of the body, is many times more intense than the humiliation it felt while still within the body. By its very nature, the body is forgetful. If you were to commit some despicable act, you would feel ashamed in front of others for perhaps a year or two. But the deed would eventually be forgotten. The shame would dwindle and fade. Even if you would not forget it entirely, you would relegate it to the past, and the shame would diminish. This is because the body's forgetful nature interferes with the nature of the soul, and even if the body cannot force you to completely forget the incident, it will at least make you consider an ancient history. This partial forgetfulness eliminates most of the shame. However, when the soul stands on its own without the body, there is no more forgetting. At that point, it is completely pure and clean, free of any physical tendencies. The shame the soul feels before the King of all kings, the Holy One, blessed be He, will forever retain the intensity of that first moment of encounter. As our sages said, woe for that embarrassment, woe for that shame in Baba Basra. If you reflect on this, you will never come to sin. So think about where you come from. Think about where you are going. Think about who you will have to account for, who you will be held liable for in front of Hashem Himself. These three tricks, these three ideas will hopefully help us deter sin, hopefully help us avoid Averos, and hopefully help us be better people as much as we can every single day. Join us next time as we talk the next Mishnah, talking about the idea of being involved in the right things and being involved in praying for 
the ones around us and being involved in the ones around us and having the right dealings with those around us, even if we're just involved with just a few people in our days. This has been the P-A-L with Reb T, and I'm your host, Reb T.